What's up, guys? Welcome back to Lights Out F1 Podcast. I'm Patrick. That's Claire, and we don't have Jakob today. Um, we were up till midnight for the start of the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, yes, yes, we were. Well, starting off, how was your rating out of 10? Okay, so because McLaren double podium, it has to be a great race, right? <laughs> but it wasn't the best race. <laughs> so... We'll stick with an eight. We'll okay. stick with an eight. Um, I'd probably give it the same thing. Uh, yeah. I threw up some surprises. Um, mm-hmm. I want to preface anything that I say today that nothing I say is reflective of any Yodi's career or any team's, you know, past. It's just what's going on right now. <laughs> so there are some teams I'm going to get kind of heated about. But not Red Bull. Oh, no. Start off with them. <laughs> Yeah, who's in here to defend? Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, actually, first, Red Bull. Can okay. We, uh, what are your thoughts on qualifying? Um, Max just came back saying, that's not going to happen again. Yeah. I will stomp the competition from now on. Um, I mean, half a second ahead of yeah. uh, Piastri, a rookie who has never driven in Suzuka. Mm-hmm. Um, on the front row. On the front row. Crazy. Great qualifying. Um, obviously, anytime McLaren can get 2-3 in qualifying, I'm going to be happy. But it, it was exciting. I mean, obviously, pole wasn't like what was the exciting battle um because max just kept putting like fastest lap after fastest lap times on the board but uh pretty good quality i'd say yeah um just all around good quality uh i don't remember exactly who made it to the top 10 for shootout but uh it was kind of like it's you're really looking to see who gets two three because after max did on that first lap it was like a statement and then he followed up, followed it up with even a faster lap. <laughs> like yeah. nobody even gotten close to the twenty eight that uh, on Sunday, Saturday. And then he's just like, "There we go, got the 28. <laughs> he was like, "Great job." Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I think it was Alonso, Sonoda were like, besides you know the the Red Bulls and the Ferraris and the Mercedes, they were the other two in the top ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yuki. Had a good weekend all around. His qualifying, yeah. but then the race was... We'll get to it. Uh, okay, yeah. so Red Bull, tell me about it. Congrats on them being, you know, Constructors champions. Max nice. did them well. <laughs> yeah. Team Max Verstappen, World Constructors champions this year. Uh, dominant the whole season. Every race win except for one. Like, that... That's crazy. I mean, mm. props to them. But this race, I mean, Max was Max was being the Red Bull driver, and Checo was being just insane. Yeah. What I don't know what was going on with him. Just hitting people. Like he just was like taking people out. I kept sending texts saying like he's a menace. Like he really is. He was just like ruining people's races left and right, and then his own. You know. <sighs> what do you think of of him? Do you think maybe? The- pressure of like you know being max's teammate is starting to get to him 
Oh yeah, I mean, it's like he's self-destructing. Yeah. It's like I feel like when you're when you're Max's teammate, you have to have somewhat of an ego, and it feels like Shaco's right now is just off the rails. Like it, it's like he has the recognition that he should be going like second, third place every race, maybe fifth mm -hmm. at the at the lowest. And so once you get put to the back of the field, you're like, you know, you have to make progress, but you don't make progress by running into people. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 not good. I I don't see like we were talking last night, right? That I don't know what what is Prize gonna keep his his seat next year? This is just not a good showing. Second half of the season. Type of thing to try to like figure out who would take the other seat though, because Yuki and Daniel are now 100% penned in for Alpha Tower in 2024. Liam Lawson's 100% penned in as the reserve driver, so you can't pick up anybody in your junior program for that seat unless you just redact the contracts pay them out and then redo them which is a very large waste of money <laughs> yeah for sure uh i mean where was i gonna go there uh did you see uh christian horner just like whispering over to lando they were standing next to each other on the podium and like, there's some memes going around that, like, you know, got recruiting going on at the podium. I think Lando's at a in a pretty good place with that with McLaren right now, actually. Like, maybe if this was like, if they were in the same form that they were at the start of the season, I could understand maybe him talking to Lando and it actually being something serious. But no, uh, yeah, no, I don't. It's not happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I don't think I'd want to see that. But then I think I would want to see that. It's so it's such like a hard position to be a Lando fan because you want him to do well, but you, I don't want him to do well anywhere but McLaren. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is that is your team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so constructor champions. Max is probably gonna take the title in Qatar as long as he gets like fifth place or better. So yeah, that's wrapped up. Um, uh, I mean, he got fifth in Singapore after coming back from. 11th so i'd say if, mm -hmm. if that's the worst he does this season then yeah he's good he's good yeah um i guess we'll go to Merce no we won't talk about that let's, let's go to ferrari ferrari uh kind of like under the radar uh this weekend a little bit um yeah i mean they qualified four six right that's how they ended. Mm. Um, I thought it was funny that Sainz uh, was commentating on uh, some Mercedes strategy that, you know, the, the DRS, they really should have, like, kept with that strategy, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, yeah, they were just kind of competing with Mercedes, not really challenging uh, McLaren at all. Obviously not Max. Max was in a, in a week of his own. Ended up the race 19 and a half seconds clear of anybody. Yeah, and I, yeah. If there wasn't such high tire deg, it would have been like, he would have lapped everyone, oh, I swear. That was awful. What amazing. Yeah, I feel like Ferrari had a very, like, Ferrari weekend, you know? And there wasn't any, well, actually, I feel like they're getting better at no. everything. The they didn't mess. Calls, they didn't mess the, anything up. They didn't mess up the pit stops. They didn't mess up the strategy calls. Their drivers just drove their race, and it seems like 
the organization as a whole is actually like starting to come together. I think yeah. we all could agree like last year and probably earlier this year, like it felt like the team and the drivers were kind of at this disconnect. And maybe that's just mm-hmm. because Fred Vasseur hadn't quite like, you know, formulated anything yet, but now it feels like everything's kind of just coming together and now they're actually working together as a team and you can see the results coming out of it. Well, I think one thing to their benefit this weekend was that Charles and uh, Carlos weren't near each other very much in the race. Mm. So there was no... Inter-team fighting. Strife, yeah. yeah. Well, like, even compared to, like, Monza, like, yeah, of course, there was team fighting, but it was fun. There weren't Mm -hmm. hard feelings there. And they were still competing for pretty good positions. (laughs) So... Yeah, I mean, coming off of of the win last weekend, Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like they're just... They're in a good spot. I don't really, yeah. I don't know if they're going to be challenging Mercedes, but like, could be, could start heating up. Mm. Um, next time I talk about McLaren. <laughs> McLaren. Oh, good job, boys. Um, solid team result. Yes, Oscar's first podium for the first of many. I mean, should have had one before. Like, should have had one in Silverstone. Yes. Should have had one in Spa. Yeah. So it's just been coming. He, and he got it. <laughs> he's he's the best rookie this year. I mean, oh yeah, by far. In, in recent years as well, I, I you know, results wise. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Out. Uh. Stellar drive. He kept it together. I mean, Mando was was on him the whole time, going, "I'm faster. I'm faster." <laughs> and they swapped, obviously. Yeah. Uh. So. That's just kind of how how it goes though when you have a teammate that's that's got the whole team behind them as in Lando he's got more experience which is kind of wild to say that Lando's 23 and has five like he's in his fifth year of racing that's wild yes that is wild (laughs) and then it's like a max yeah well max was when he was like 17 so Mm -hmm. like early 17 so yeah he's yeah so if uh, we can see Lando hitting like a, a max stride in a couple of years, that would be amazing. The regulations. Lando just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I mean, he's so close. Like, what, four uh, second place finishes this year? Yeah, that puts him tied with Checo. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's more for than McLaren. Yeah, it's... It's insane, actually, and that McLaren like started off so poor, mm-hmm. uh, poorly this 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 season. Um, what are they now? They are, they're still pretty far behind Aston Martin because of of their stellar start to the season. But I feel like towards the end of the season, McLaren, if they keep this up, can easily like secure P four because Aston Martin does not seem to. Results. Like they're picking up. 25 30 points a race and Ashton Martin are barely clearing the top 10. Yeah. And with seven or eight races left to go, I think we have it's not even to come close to the wire. I think it's they're going to be ahead of Ashton Martin probably in the next four races. Yeah. I mean, it seems like it. Uh, a lot of that is due to, you know, Piastri finally starting to rake in some points. Well, P9. He's always a higher digit points, you know. Well, he keeps on getting the upgrades also, like, a weekend after. A week after, which you yeah. Which tell, like, when he gets the upgrades, he's basically, like, I won't say he's at Lando's pace, but he's maybe a tenth back at most. Mm-hmm. So, 
and McLaren this weekend, or last weekend, they brought the upgrade to Lando's car. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, <laughs> they basically upgraded the entire car. New side pod concept, new floor concept, new front wing, new rear wing, uh, new halo design, uh, new <laughs> wing mirrors, just like the whole car. <laughs> and like, um, when the teams upgrade the we car, needed it. they have to submit a diagram of the car and then circle the part that they upgraded. And it's just four diagrams of them just basically circling the entire car. So perfect. Yeah. Um, but uh, wait, one more, yeah. one more thing. Have you seen the picture of like Lando and Oscar sitting right next to each other this weekend, and they look like identical? Yes. That is hilarious. Zach Brown has a taste in people. He's got a mini Lando yeah. in the making. He got tired of trying to find other drivers, so he cloned Lando. That's yep. why we don't see Oscar like outside of uh, outside of the paddock very frequently. <laughs> he just goes back into his pod. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look oh at like, Alex Palou, it's like also a pretty striking resemblance to his current two drivers. So yeah. Um, okay, wait. Lando and George are tied now for points. Hundred and fifteen apiece. Oh, look at that. Let's go Lando. Come on. George has obviously thrown away so many opportunities this season. Mm. He's saying like what, sixty points probably? Yeah, it's a lot. Easily. So for Lando to catch up to him. We'll just jump to Mercedes. Uh <laughs> the wild part about George right now is that even though he has dropped a lot of points in the second half of the season, he's still been one of the standout performers. Like he's put for in sure. insane qualifying some stellar drives and like i won't even call them rookie mistakes just mistakes have lost him out on mm -hmm. a lot of points but i think he's actually showing out as a driver the second half of the season and i don't think mercedes are doing too hot with it well yeah no lewis and and the team they aren't coping too well no. with the immediate competition but 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 george keeps George keeps messing up. Yeah. My whole thing is, on a weekend where George didn't mess up, Lewis messed him up. And I'm not even gonna... Like, I'm glad Jakob's not here to try to defend this, because there's nothing to defend. That was a bonehead move by Mercedes to switch the cars around. It, it was. And then to have... Yeah, Lewis just drive off into the sunset. Yeah. To where? He was, gonna he was not gonna catch Leclerc. No. And Charles, so was Carlos just, was still in DRS with him the entire time. So it's like, there's no yeah. point. You guys went from having a car 5-6, and maybe it wasn't the order you wanted it to be in, but it's still a 5-6. Mm -hmm. And you guys swapped the cars around, lost a position. Yeah. And for what? So Lewis could be in, still maintain his record of being in the top five in every Japanese Grand Prix? Yay, I guess. I don't know. It's It, it just wasn't a smart call. Yeah. And the crazy part is Mercedes at the start of the weekend, this whole weekend, and on radio call, we're all like, let's think about the team, guys. I don't think Lewis was thinking about the team when he decided to push George off the track. And I don't think the team was thinking about George when they decided to switch the cars around. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Tire Dog was so high, though, that, like... No. Okay. Uh, there's no excuse I know. yet. <laughs> George I know. was driving perfectly fine, and it was very easy to keep them behind. And Lewis had the newer tires... And newer tires are much better for defending. Everything about that call is just wrong. That's Mercedes for you, though. Yeah. Mercedes are coming for us. guy. Oh, no. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but 
this is also something I do want to talk about. Mercedes are second to the constructors. That's obviously a logistical fact. But I don't think mm-hmm. there's been a single point the entire season where Mercedes has been the second best team. They've yeah, been consistently no. like fifth, sixth best drivers. And well, yeah, I mean, there's been times that Aston Martin has looked like the second best team, Ferrari, and now McLaren. But yeah, yeah never Mercedes. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes, of course, they have that consistency that's keeping them up in second place. Uh, I don't think anyone's catching them because obviously Aston Martin isn't going to catch up. Uh, Ferrari is, well... Ferrari's in striking distance. I wouldn't be surprised if Ferrari actually got Mercedes by the end of the year. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because it's like Mercedes still believe themselves to be the closest ones to Red Bull when they haven't been at any point throughout the year. I think yeah. their gap to Red Bull has been maintained at like nine-tenths of a second, where Aston Martin started off the season like six behind, McLaren right now are like four behind, Ferrari have been hovering around like 0.55 behind. But like, I don't know, it's just when the other teams actually start having that consistency like McLaren's starting to have, Mercedes it's going to be pretty obvious to see that they're not the second best team anymore. And I don't think they have. Yeah. So they need to get it together. <laughs> I don't think they it's a need to driver. get it together. I don't think a problem, it's a problem with their drivers. They have two extremely talented drivers. Um, oh, for sure. But I also think there's no, also no need to implement team orders in situations like that. Yeah. Mercedes is like, it's their favorite thing to do. <laughs> Team orders. Yeah. Um, but also, they also showed you who they see as a second driver, even though, you know. Jordy. Yeah. I don't see him as a second driver right now. I, if I was, like, obviously it's a tough situation to be in, but if I were in Toto's shoes, I'd probably treat them as equals. That's what Fred does with uh, the Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what McLaren does with their two drivers. Like, yeah, they had to implement your Like, they let Lando go by, but that's just because of strategy. It wasn't because of any faster pace, and the two drivers still ended up getting on the podium. So... Yeah. Mm, yeah. McLaren and Ferrari are good examples for Mercedes, which is kind of wild to say in recent seasons. <laughs> yeah. No, that is... If you would have told me that three years ago, I'd be like, you're joking. <laughs> what, what are you even saying? Um... But enough slamming Mercedes. Uh, Alpine. Sneaky. Yeah. Sneaky, sneaky. They, you know, double points finish. What the heck? Yeah, got a 9-10. That, that is due to hmm, five retirements? <laughs> yeah. I think um, they would have had at least one driver in the points anyways. Yeah. Uh, kind of sad for, for uh, AlphaTauri. I was kind of expecting a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, Alpine, great job getting double points finishes. They didn't mess anything up. They didn't have a car explode. Um, they let S1 uh, finish. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, they, it was a good weekend for them. Nothing went wrong. Double points finish, three points total, I think. Yeah. So it's Alpine like... Are, once again... In no man's land, they are almost 90 points behind McLaren, but over 60 points ahead of Williams. 
So I think they're it's pretty, so strange. It's a pretty solid sixth place finish this year. Yeah. Which obviously they're not going to be satisfied with since they were fourth last year. Uh huh. But it's just where they are. Uh, yeah, they have a lot going on with all the changes at the top. I don't think they know what they're doing with that team right now, honestly. It kind of makes you wonder why all these Hollywood stars decided to invest $200 million into them. Because it's an F1 team. Yeah, which you can invest into another one. Who's better to invest in that has, like, not that many investors? Well, if you pick it, if you just take the fact that most of those uh, stars were American, they could have invested in Haas. Even though Haas is kind of bad rep. Yeah. Um, you could just do it for the name of Alfa Romeo. Um, of course, you could do it for Williams, since they're probably the best comeback team this year. They should have invested in Williams. I would love that. <laughs> but Williams has done but, a good job this year by getting oh, yes. investors, getting Gulf and Kraken to both uh, be sponsors for them, so they're doing good. Um, but yeah, Alpine kind of just flying under the radar it's there's like not much to talk about them almost any weekend their most exciting weekend was australia and that's because both the cars didn't finish <laughs> uh didn't esteban have a podium oh i guess yeah monaco is really good for them that was such an exciting qualifying yeah yeah um, they got that going for them yeah but that's like the best they've got yeah, they scored like a fifth of their points that weekend <laughs> yeah um, on to Williams. Both cars retired. Yeah, what happened? Uh, Logan's contact with Valtteri. Alex's contact Logan, with the Logan, very Logan. start of the race. Yeah, um, where he went flying. Yeah, his wing got underneath um, someone else's car. Um, yeah, well, that was, I think... I'm glad they didn't hand out any penalties at the start of the race because there was so much that went on. And while I'd like to say, you know, I give a penalty to somebody for, you know, just because I like Williams, it's just a first lap incident running to the first corner. I think it was kind of cool seeing, like, two rows of four cars wide. It was actually so cool. Chaotic. Yes. But great for for fans watching. Yeah. Um, Lewis getting pushed Not good the for the purse. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. so, I guess the way that Alex's thing went is um, he was alongside one of the Alfa Romeos. And then Akon was alongside the Alfa Romeo and pushed the Alfa Romeo wide. And Alex can't mm -hmm. see that, of course. So the Alfa Romeo just pushed into the Williams. And yeah. Um, the Williams also have a problem that they. Uh, Logan just suffered a penalty this race for switching power unit parts. And Alex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alex is about to start doing the same. And I think most drivers are about to start going through the rest, like going into extra power units and having to suffer those penalties. So. We'll see some grid shakeups okay. soon. <laughs> yes. Um, Haas. Fun, fun, fun. Haas. What? I mean, are they even competing anymore? They were the two last finishing cars. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. Yeah. They they just seem no race pace at all. Nothing. They, they didn't even Nothing. have a qualifying pace this year, this season, this race. This race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They've had qualifying sometimes, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Nico not here. Had some scintillating qualifyings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alfa Romeo, both cars retired. Was it? No, Joe. No, Joe. Joe stayed and stayed in race, but yeah, Valtteri First retirement went off. Race. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. He... Just disappointing. Yeah. I don't think they were fighting for points today anyways. So maybe just save face and save time. Plus Valtteri's car was damaged beyond belief after contact with Logan. Um, that is something I do want to talk about, but after we're done with the rest of the teams. Um, okay. And then Alpha Tauri again. That, like, yeah. There's so much left on the table for them. It's kind of yeah. wild to say that we should be expecting them to like at least be fighting for 10th or 9th place. No, I mean, Yuki's been there all season, and, and Liam showing up has been there as well. So yeah. it's not crazy to expect that. It's just, I, I mean, I didn't really see what they were doing this weekend. Like, yeah. they're just kind of floating. Between the two of them, they had some good fighting during the first couple laps. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's like um, exciting. I'd like to like go back and see that. Yeah. And also, um, I think people might not know this, but like most rookies don't get to drive um, at Suzuka. Uh, but Liam's actually driven at Suzuka twice. Because um, he's raced in... Super Formula. And uh, he was also in yeah. GT Racing, which both race at Suzuka. So he's got a lot of experience under him, actually, for a rookie. He's <laughs> finished above Yuki. Two or... Yeah. Actually, three of the four races I've had so far, yeah. So that that kid deserves on... a seat somewhere. That's what I was going to ask. What are your thoughts on Danny getting a seat over Liam? Danny has cultivated a great relationship with Red Bull. Yes. And you think it's if he can't get the Red Bull seat, then he deserves the respect of getting the Aftari seat. Mm -hmm. Do you think that next year with his injury and also all the time he's had off he'll be able to compete with yuki and potentially get that seat in red bull in 2025 yeah i mean if this alpha tari is going to start looking like a red bull next year yeah i mean that's danny's bread and butter so mm -hmm. um i do want to talk about logan sargent and his seat we are he's had I think six Such a bad season. We have one, two, three, four, five, six races left this season. Out of a 23, uh, we'll say 22 uh, race calendar because obviously Imola. So yeah, 16 races, not a single point. The closest he's gotten, he has two P11 finishes. And he's cost yeah. the team almost three million in damages, if not more. He's winning the Destructors Championship. Yes. So... I mean, James Fowles clearly has discussed with him what he needs to do to keep the seat. What do you think mm -hmm. he needs to do? Or do you think it's even possible for him to retain it? These last two races, so many mistakes. I mean, I know he's a rookie, but, like, he's giving rookies a bad name. Like, especially with Liam showing up and being just phenomenal in the seat. I don't know that he has a future in F1. I know Williams, like, gives chances. Uh, if he scores a point, then he might be like, I can score a point, give me more time, yeah. give me another season. Um, but in all likelihood, like, I I don't want to see him in the seat next year. I want Alex to have, like, a proper teammate. But um, he might just because Williams is so lenient with rookies and – He's the new Nicholas Latifi, so mm. what do you think? 
Um, I mean, it's it was an exciting prospect to have an American on the grid. I don't think he's bringing them very much sponsorship money, so there's not much gain there. Um, so I guess Williams did take him on merit, but I think he first off we have to preface this by knowing that Alex is pro like probably one of the most phenomenal drivers this year. He's putting that car in places yeah. it definitely shouldn't be. Um, and he's making other teams very frustrated at knowing every detail of the back end of a Williams. So there, you have to rec recognize that like his Logan, trying to compare Logan to Alex, obviously that's what you, that's your primary competition. Mm -hmm. But Alex has got to be one of the most extraordinary drivers this year. Um, top that 10. being said, yeah, easily. I'd put him probably top seven. Um, that being said, uh, Logan has to score in two different Grand Prix for the rest of the, like out of the six. He has to score in two of them. It doesn't matter Which if they're P10 finishes. Crazy feet. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're P10 finishes or if they're P7 finishes, wherever it is. He has to he has to score in two Grand Prix for the rest of the season. I think that's got to be his minimum requirement, and I think his only other requirement is to just not destroy the car again. Like if it's an if it's a front wing thing where it's like you know unavoidable contact, sure, but you can't have a Singapore situation where you just mm -hmm. lock up and go to the wall, or a Japan situation where you lock up and go into Valtteri. It has to mm -hmm. be like maybe like a turn one incident or. That's basically it, just like a turn one incident or not his fault. But he's costing the team yeah. way too much, and he's giving no return. Yeah, his his worth is like just plummeting every race. Yeah. Um, if he does get replaced, who do you? What are the prospects? I see four. Yeah. Okay. So one Mick. Yes. I don't see that as likely anymore. You're you're thinking like. A Vesti or a Theo Pacher or who's the other one? Liam Lawson. I mean, yeah. yeah I would love to see Liam, Liam there, but I, I think don't know. He's pending a new contract with Red Bull. So. Yeah, so it's not like looking likely. Yeah. Um, I, it, it's an exciting process and like thought experiment. I don't know who we'd see there. I think in all likelihood it'd probably be Frederick Vesti. Um, obviously, Mercedes. Mick is pointing a lot more towards endurance racing for now. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's probably waiting for that Mercedes seat to open up when Lewis' contract runs out at the end of 2025. Um, Which I don't know if that would be the move for Mercedes. No offense to Mick. I, I don't, yeah. It's Mick's situation is a strange one, so I think we're gonna have to sit on that one. Um, I wouldn't mm -hmm. put it beyond the realm of possibility for him to get into that Williams seat, given that he is a Mercedes driver. Um, he might be a bit more of a challenge for Alex than Logan has been or Nicholas was. Wait, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I like Liam Lawson would actually like probably score points in a Williams. Probably, yeah. Um, yeah. The, I guess the other half of it, though, is, like, Frederick Vesti, first off, I'm pretty sure his title helps you over. Uh, 
Teleport share, all he has to do is outscore him one time in Abu Dhabi. It doesn't matter when, it just has to happen once. And it's probably going to happen. So Frederick is basically sealed in for a P2 spot in the Drivers' Championship after, I think, three years in F2 now. So... I don't know. Uh, I think he has a lot of prospects as a driver, though. Uh, he obviously has been in a ton of testing sessions for Mercedes. Um... And he's obviously a very good driver when it comes to F2. Mm -hmm. It's just we have to see, you know, maybe give him a young driver test at the end of the year for Williams or Mercedes and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. But I do think that he's probably my top pick. Um, Liam Lawson, while I would like to see it, since he just penned a new contract with Red Bull, and I'm pretty sure he's racing been Super Formula one more year. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> Okay, I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you think that we will ever see Nick DeVries back in F1? No. No? No, not at all. Oh. He's just not a he's not an F1 driver. That's so interesting. Like, I don't care how big of a fan Jakob might be of him or anybody else. Mm -hmm. I Like, yeah, people are like, you know, he won all these titles, but I'm like, it took him... He never, he's not an Oscar Piastri. He didn't win his first year. He didn't win Wilson in his second year. It took him three years to win Formula Renault and Formula 3 mm -hmm. Alps. It took him three years to win Formula 2. And the only reason he won it was because everybody else in the grid was a rookie and he barely won it over the likes of Charles Leclerc, Alex Albon, um, George Russell. And I mean, there's a reason that it took him so long to even get the chance at a seat. Whereas, like, yeah. all these guys, like, have a seat and so for him to be like you know i beat all these guys like oh you beat them after you got the track knowledge of every track on the f2 calendar four times in a row so there's <laughs> nothing special yeah not that impressive yeah okay that's kind of sad but realistic yeah. no it's it's not worth it. it at his age at his you can say at his experience his experience so far has been scoring zero points so yeah uh yeah he scored two points for williams Mm -hmm. Williams, I still got time to play. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, I have very strong feelings about that. But he should have went to Williams. Williams would have given him a lot more chances. Uh, yep. Don't know why he didn't, but I guess he saw the potential of a Red Bull seat and salivated. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's so risky yeah. going into that. I mean, he took that risk and program. didn't pay off, so did not pay off at all yeah um all right so we are off for two weeks and then we are in qatar mm -hmm. where max will most likely take the driver's championship and then after that we're a week off but we do get actually we have two weeks off after that but then we get a triple header to coda which is probably my third favorite track of the entire year um mexico awesome track has the highest top speed yes and i think probably almost everybody's favorite track that they think should be at the end of the year brazil brazil <laughs> yeah that track is end of year caliber i don't abu dhabi should not be hosting the last race of the season obviously they shell out a lot of money to do so but brazil has to be the most exciting race every season 2020 yeah. george russell took it 2020 or sorry 2022 george russell took it yeah. 2021, Lewis came from 20th in the sprint to take first place. 
Uh, mm-hmm. 2020, you had the battle between um, Lewis, Max, and uh, that was also the implosion of. Was that the implosion of? Yeah, that was the implosion of Charles and uh, and Seb. When they hit each other, and one got the puncture, the other yeah. got the damage. So it's just such an exciting track. It is. Uh, there's so much potential for excitement. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If you stay to the end of the video, let me know what you think about Mercedes' strategy call. <laughs> um, and yeah, until next time. Slides out, and away we go.